Do you remember when... Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to get the mic. Do you remember when... When Drew Bledsoe's nickname was Humpty Dumpty. I do not know. I don't yes. remember that. For years, I need to stop moving the chair because... Listen to this chair. Dude, you gave me... Dude, hey, I finally don't... You know what? Hold I finally on. don't have a... I finally have less of a squeaky chair. I don't I'm have that stool. Anyway, for years, Drew Bledsoe's nickname was Humpty Dumpty. Joke over. Did he still happen to sit on the wall? Mo Lewis was the wall that broke him. <laughs> if Mo Lewis doesn't hit him, don't blindside him out of bounds, the Jets would probably suck less because they wouldn't have to face Tom Brady twice a year. He got he got <laughs> blindsided. Uh. Without Sandra Bullock. Hey, how you doing? Hi, people and stuff. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a radio professional. Well, let me do it then, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen. We present you this. I'm D. This is Dan, and we love to welcome you back to another installment of the Dan versus D podcast. DVD. DVD, as in DVD player. I'm your player, D with two E's, and this is Dan with two Dans? No. Dan with an A-N. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're back, and um, so you do this funny thing where you clap, and it uh, <laughs> it spikes the mic. You know me. I, I, I get excited, man. No, no, no. no. I'm, not, I'm not saying don't do it. I, I, just... I, I love the spikes, though. It's, it's great. Um... Bring on the sports. Bring on the sports. Um, so, it's been what, probably two months almost since our last episode because we were we were in the middle of the conference finals, and uh, and we had lives. Yeah, we had lives. It. We'll try to be more consistent about this. A lot of I kept having a lot of really weird one-time things going on, like I had to help my sister move, and mm. uh, there's nothing really that funny about that, other than. Uh, Actually, really nothing. Um, and uh, other things. Anyway. I was with a girlfriend, so that takes precedent over over most things. <laughs> none of that is very interesting or funny, so skip. Um, but since we, uh, since we left you last, uh, really, honestly, you really didn't need us to talk about anything because uh, the Warriors won. What we all thought was going to happen happened. It was as it was as completely and utterly boring as we all expected. They are who we thought they were, and they won the whole championship. <laughs> it was every bit as uh, as boring. I'm only upset um, that they did not complete the 16 and 0 playoff run. That's the only thing I'm mad about. Cleveland, why don't you just lay down that like for that game four? It was yeah. Instead of just making like what 60 percent of your shots. It was like they couldn't even give us that. They couldn't even give us like something interesting. Y'all had one job, and that was to lose. <laughs> you couldn't do that, right? Tw Fifteen years from now, 
none of us are going to have any sort of interesting or fond memories from the 2017 finals unless maybe like you know you were hanging out with uh hanging out with a lady friend and then some things happened during the game which involved you turning the TV off and doing that instead or you just which or, or like, you don't have to turn the TV off you can just put it on mute hypothetical situation <laughs> no you know i don't think i could that's we should do that at some point. We should draft things to have on in the background during a a thing. There's, uh people will be intimate and they'll have the TV going on. Cuz like <laughs> I don't think I could I don't think I could get get busy with sports in the background cuz uh when you're a sports fan, there's some, there's kind of a like a train you get kind of like trained like Pavlov's dogs where like if you hear a like swell of crowd noise from the TV. Your head turns because you want to see what's going on, you know. And <laughs> oh, yo, quick, quick, embarrassing story like involving that. Like I was meeting up with with, with a girl. Like it was supposed to be like a first like meetup, and it was kind of like arranged by my, my mom and her <laughs> best friend. But that that couldn't possibly end uh, end poorly. Well, yeah, it, it it ended poorly like down the road, but. Um, <clears throat> the first interaction time was like, okay, hang out, yeah, talk and stuff. But it so happened to be like around the, uh, I think it was the Elite Eight or it might have been like the Final Four. With, no, it was the Elite Eight, I believe it was. So like, it was deep in the playoffs, not quite the Final Four. But it was like Carolina basketball versus Wisconsin. And like, yeah, I'm paying it. And this, and this is me when I was like, mm, was I 15? And I was like, okay. So, you know, I was talking to her and interacting and stuff, but I, want, I made sure that game was on. And it makes you know, it got to a point where I was just, like, focused on a game. I was, like, yelling at the TV and went, oh, come on. I'm like, come on, Carolina. And it's, and it's like, this, this pretty girl is right here, but Carolina basketball ended up superseding her. <laughs> that's, that's never a good look when you're... Uh... When you're like hanging out with someone for the first time or first couple of times, and you, they get to see ugly yelling at the TV sports fan. You, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Patriot version me. It wasn't Patriot yeah, version. No, no, but like you know what I mean. Like that that person we, that we all have inside of us that gets really into it and gets really emotionally invested, mm -hmm. and like the last thing you want to hear when you're in that phase is someone being like. It's okay, honey. It's just a game. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think she remember. I remember her telling me like later on. She was like, she wished like could like pay a little more attention to her like that that first day. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, yeah, you don't goof there. But yeah, I guess I could have. I didn't care, but I, I, come on, it was Tar Heel basketball, <laughs> and like this was like when uh, <clears throat> I think I, this was uh, two thousand five. It was like when we had like Rashawn McCants and Raymond Felton and um, uh, Sean May. Like when we, we like it was like the first um, championship I think we won like under Roy Williams, who basically took the players that Matt Darty had recruited and just basically won it with them while Darty got fired. So basically, Darty he he got his cape, but he couldn't eat it too. So, but uh, that's side the point. But yeah, sports. I'm distracted. Uh, even though there was a pretty girl around, but you know, I was 15, I was young and dumb, so yeah. So, uh, things that have happened since since we uh, we spoke last. Um, I, I had what? Oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Uh, as far as the, we talked a lot about the NBA last time and about tanking. So, Danny Ainge literally can't make a trade to save his damn life, other than to trade down in the draft. 
and the process is shaping up to, uh, I guess, accidentally into being what it planned on being. So I want to use this show as an opportunity to maybe start the next great NBA conspiracy theory. Uh, here's my theory. Oh, boy. Prove to me. Prove to me, D, <laughs> that Danny Ainge is not Sam Hinkie in a Danny Ainge mask. Prove it. Oh, my gosh. They... Like the weird image I got, like of him, I got that um, that Silence of the Lambs thing, of him like having, of like Sam Hinkie just having like a da like a Danny Ainge face, and then like him in the hospital just taking it off. <laughs> oh! <laughs> At first I was just thinking about like one of those plastic masks, but then I just my brain just went all dark. But I can't convince you. I, I mean, he's, I mean, he's not making. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I guess he's not sounding stupid, but I don't know. Like, it seems like they both have similar agendas, but the thing about it is, like, Ainge is, you have a team that, that's too good to be tanking, and um, y'all couldn't tank if y'all tried, because y'all actually do have a good ensemble of players, and not to mention, shout out to uh, Brad Stevens, y'all picked up a heck of a coach, even though y'all probably picked him to kind of maybe fire him in a couple years. Like, oh, he's a college coach. He's going to do anything. Next thing you know, he got y'all in the playoffs and the number one seed. Um, I I guess maybe uh, the way I think is he, he is different from from Hinky, but not too much because he's he, I think he more so is trying to be like, hey, I'm going to collect all these cards. Hey, when the value goes up, eh, I, I could sell them, but I'm too attached to, to this uh, to this collection I have, so therefore I'm not going to deal it. And uh, and plus, keep in mind he was part of um, that squad that uh, were red in them, like traded um, the number one pick and then got uh, Kevin McHale, and then they uh, was able to pick up another asset, and then boom, that helped um, with that Celtics dynasty in like the uh, the the 80s. So I he might and plus so happened he was on that team as a player. So maybe he was thinking deja vu and decided, hey, I'm gonna trade down to get an asset, get an extra pick, so that way I can keep building my team and we can make a dynasty. But you had Markel Fultz, who could have been a, a definitely a good player. I I'm not going to um, count out Jason Tatum because I heard he had he's had like a good summer league so far, especially his first game. Um, and plus. I think a lot it had to do with was Isaiah Thomas. Like they didn't want another point guard there, so I guess they want like another like playmaker shooter on the round of perimeter that wasn't a guard. I guess my argument is my argument in favor of of it's actually Sam Hinkie in a Danny Ainge mask is went on that went on that rant, but is it's less so much the tanking, but more the kind of the collection of assets, but not really any sort of convincing argument for what the assets are for, and sort of like a steadfast refusal to do things in the interim that would be very good for the team. And we don't really know what happened and why those deals didn't go through, especially given that if, if what we're hearing is true and Ainge offered something like four of those first-round picks for Paul George at the trade deadline and couldn't get a deal done, which that's on the phone Pacers GM. 
yeah, like, for, for not for not pulling the trigger on that because what they got for Paul George in comparison a, a few weeks ago, whatever that was. Like, that was last week. Or last week. Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. That's it. That's it. Like, how the hell do you do... And I, we, we all know Paul George is going to opt out and probably go to L.A., why do people want to go? To, why does everybody want to go to the Lakers? He want to go to the Lakers, and and I heard like some talks about LeBron wanting to go to the Lakers after like after next season, like. That's dumb. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Haven't the Lakers won like enough like championships? Can they like all like get together like in Milwaukee and like win them a championship or something? <laughs> like put them in the record books as a champion. Like LA has enough championships. Okay, <laughs> answer me this: What famous? Who are the famous people you can hang out with in Milwaukee? Uh, Name one. <sighs> Does Jack Nicholson frequently show up at Milwaukee know. games? Who Who's a guy? Who's a famous baseball player that played for the Brewers? Oh God, uh, a few. I mean, Ryan Braun, <laughs> not really. Uh, Prince Fielder. Fielder, Fielder, Fielder. I, I didn't know if he would play for Detroit or not. He did. Okay, for, that was after. He that. flamed out in Detroit. Okay, okay, um, I was thinking, okay, yeah, Prince Fielder. That's I mean, the only Brewock, That's the only Milwaukee person. Oh, um, Aaron Rodgers. You can hang out without Aaron Rodgers. I guess that's something. how long it takes us between episodes we were going to talk about the soccer team that had a uh that had Pornhub as one of their sponsors and literally that was in the news cycle like a month ago yeah so now whatever now for me if, uh, it doesn't matter how you like as long as you get the money from somewhere it's cool but my thing is somebody think of the children because when you see like your your soccer team or your favorite soccer team playing like say if it's you, your son or daughter, somebody coming. You're taking them to the, see the game. It don't even have to be your favorite team. They could just be playing like your hometown team. And then you see, uh, like, Pornhub. What was it? Was it? Was it? Red Tube. Red Tube. Yeah. Red Tube. You see Red Tube embroidered on that chest, like, of, like for 90 minutes of just continuously just going and running up and down the field. Daddy, what's Red Tube? <laughs> and then like <laughs> I like mine too like daddy what's red too and then like that puts you in an awkward that puts the parents in an awkward position of either explaining about what it is or lying to their kid and then and they're probably, run the, we're in the internet age and they're probably gonna google it anyway I, you run the really you run the risk it's not even so much that conversation but you run the risk of going home and your kid types that into the browser although if, really if you're if you're you know, if you're worried about that, you really just should have parental controls on your browser. But, but how many, over 90% of people probably don't have that. Yeah, but they should. <laughs> and that really is their responsibility or, to do, in my opinion. These days, kids, they're going to have their own phone, so they're probably going to be able to Google it. You should have parental controls on their phone. Mm. And, I mean, like, if you if you don't know how to do that, or you're feeling cagey about it, don't give your kid a cell phone. Like, <laughs> But I, then they're going to be at their friend's house and typing it in. Fair. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're gonna you find out eventually. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't like create a bubble around your kid and prevent them from seeing the world. But it's it's interesting because I think of it. I think of this also like kind of similarly to like how there's a lot of like rules about 
uh, what companies, uh, when and where companies can advertise tobacco, and like something like that that's been proven to be like to kill you if used correctly. So like, <laughs> to would kill you, you if would used you, correctly? I mean, literally. <laughs> so I mean, would you rather like a soccer team running up and down the field with like Marlboro? On their on their chest that's, is that is that more comfortable for you? That's fair, but also porn also can lead to addiction too. So yeah, you gotta, I, so you're you're teetering on a line, but yeah, I prefer that over uh, cigarette smoke. That actually can form tar on your lungs. You no way to get it off, and then eventually it will kill you. And I'm I'm in no way trying to like create a false equivalency with that. I'm just trying to kind of establish what where the line is, and and I guess so, it's it's somewhere between tobacco and porn. Um, uh, and the difference, that. the difference is that uh, if your kid goes home and Google's Marlboro, they're not getting black tar on their lungs. Whereas Googling porn, yeah, they'll go blind. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of internet being trolls, I remember the first time I streamed, and I had like a a one megabyte, like up, like um, what was it one megabit per second or something, like upload speed, which is horrible. It was laggy and buggy as crud. But I never forget on chat, somebody like was saying like, "Hey, you got some chicken?" or "Hey, you got some watermelon?" And I'm like, and put in perspective to, to our audience, I am African American, and. Um, Yes, I love to eat those things, but I do not like that being associated with my race. It is offensive, and I, I hate it, and it shows ignorance. And I remember for a while I would not stream because, like, in Twitch, there's a lot of people who are more so... Streamers and stuff are more of, like, a Caucasian audience. It's still, like, you know, a minority, you know, of my race streaming. I, I found some, but, yeah, it's easily outnumbered. But yeah, like when people in chat and stuff like that, I was like, ugh, why? Do you do you have like an option to like ban those people? You can, but you have to like, I guess, know the commands. At the time, I didn't know the commands. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would think you, at least, I would think just like zero tolerance policy for shit like that. Uh -huh. just, yeah. If, uh -huh. you, if you're going to do that, you can, that's you why can just, go do it that's, by yourself. That's why big streamers get like mods. So they can just eradicate that, like, on the spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the internet's horrible. Um, that's why we're on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's great things to it. It helps you connect with people and stuff. It's just... It is also just a wide... It's a wide open range for things that aren't so positive. And yeah. That, and that's, that's the problem part. There's a lot of good. That's how we stay up to date to information and stuff. That's how we get... Accurate information is also how we get false information. But overall, the internet can be good. It, the internet is pretty much what you make it. Yeah. If you just want to see it as all the bad stuff, you're going to get bad. If, you, um, put in, if you're putting toxic stuff out there, yeah, that makes you a horrible person. If you're putting good in there, if you want to see it for the good it is, then the internet's going to be a good place. Stay away from the bad stuff or ignore the bad stuff, and boom, you, you will have a good surfing experience. And I think, too... What tends to happen is if you are a, a, like, if you're a good person, if you're a kind person, if you have an ethos 
of being, you know, I think like like personalities attract. So if you if you're really all about having a community of like people who are nice and it's it's about it's about being cool and talking about stuff, then those are the kinds of people you tend to attract to your community. You hear and a cat in the background. That's just uh, the that's just Dan's cat. That's my cat. Everyone, hello. Say hello to my kitty. I guess you can't really see him. Uh, his name is Atari. He's very cute. 2600? Yeah, his last name is 2600. Dude. Uh, or Atari Jaguar. Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to flick that on nobody. He's not an Atari Jaguar, that's for sure. Get some Jag. Um, but what I would say is, uh, and if you look at, like, um, a lot of, like, even just, like, in the sports world, like, um, you know, like, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Effectively Wild, which is a, a baseball show that's, you know, I guess more, more like, analytically inclined. It started as a, a baseball prospectus thing. But generally speaking, the people that they, that come to their community just tend to be very nice people who are not, like we were talking about last time, are not assholes about, like, oh, your team sucks. Because it's just like, that's, I, I don't want to say that's boring. Some people enjoy that kind of interaction. Not for me. Um, but, you know what I mean? It's like, their their ethos kind of shapes the community of people that listen to their show. Yeah. You get trolls. Trolls are everywhere. It happens. But... Are you talking about that terrible Trolls movie? <laughs> clearly. Uh, or Troll. Troll 2. But they're eating her. Then they'll eat me. Oh my god. I couldn't resist. <laughs> so basically, uh, I am a sucker for weird shit on the internet. Um, and this is one of the weirdest things I've ever found. Um, so, a backstory, I was watching, I was hanging out with my girlfriend, and we were watching Say Yes to the Dress. And <laughs> so I watched Say Yes to the Dress with my girl, too. So, <laughs> I think that's one of those things that just comes to the territory of being a couple at that point. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, you know, it's perfectly entertaining television. Uh, I'm not... Particularly like a fashion person, so just women like women that get married. Hey, you pick the dress. Don't let someone boss you a, a boss you a bully into you picking a dress. Yeah, come on. I always hate the ones on that show where it's like the girls. Like I saw one where it was the girl's dad with her, and he literally would not let her buy anything that was even like remotely revealing, and it was just like kind of awkward actually, and kind of sad that he just like would veto every single dress that she tried on. And it was, like, things that clearly were making her happy, and he was just like, no, no happiness allowed here. There was this one where this guy was actually, like, just, uh, the husband was, like, given the final say. And, yeah. I'm like, just, dude, like, first of all, is that bad luck? Does it count as bad luck seeing her in that dress before before you, you – technically, you've seen her before you get married in the dress. So, really, why are you choosing, like, for her uh, – choosing the dress for her to get, get married in, really? Like, isn't, the, isn't, like, the appeal of, like, hey, you don't know what she got, and then you get to see, like, you get to see her for the first time in those clothes when she's meet, walking up and meeting you at the altar? 
Like, it doesn't, doesn't that kind of ruin the appeal? <laughs> yeah, yes, we're I mean, talking about say yes to the dress on our podcast. We don't care. We love it. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. And it's like, what are you, what would you bet? And I, I am going to be so, slightly stereotypical here, but, like, what would you bet that that husband cared more about what dress it was than the wife did? And so it's like, if you really don't care as much as she does, why not let her pick? It's for her. She's the one that's going to wear it. She's the one that cares whether it's comfortable or not. She's the one that cares whether it looks good or not. She's the one that would have to look at the pictures for the rest of her life. All, you know what I mean? All like, that money for one, for one day. One day where? Yeah. Ooh. And wow. I don't know. It just makes so much more sense. And I don't know. It's, it's ama- it is a lot like the HDTV shows to where it's like you can clearly tell what couples actually have functioning relationships. Uh, you should see what's on HGTV. You should see. Um, <laughs> anyway, that is completely not not uh, not the point of this. So we were watching this episode, and apparently it's a thing on that show, Tangential Sports Connection, uh, it's apparently a thing on that show to have baseball wives who are getting married. Not, really not many other sports. I guess they do have other sports, but it's mostly baseball wives, weirdly enough. And not entirely sure why, but it does make sense to pick someone who's marrying a professional athlete because they will have a near unlimited budget, which is sort of funny. And mainstream appeal. So, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, like, we'll have just the most beautiful wedding photos because it's just nothing but good-looking people uh, doing doing their thing. Um, But... We missed the first part of the episode, and so I didn't know what player she was marrying. And uh, all we knew was that it was a player on the Minnesota Twins, and we, we thought the name was Ryan or something. Or It wasn't Joe Maurer? It's not Joe Maurer. <laughs> I just don't think so. Um, and so literally, I spent, like ten, I spent the entire episode basically on Google trying to figure out who it was, because they didn't show a picture of him again either. Because uh, obviously the you know the guy is really not the main focus of the episode, um, and we could not figure it out. And I even like went on IMDb and found that episode and was like, okay, this episode's from 2014, so it's clearly a player who played on the Twins at very least in 2013 or 14, um, if not if not earlier possibly. Uh, and I was like on Baseball Reference and doing all this research, and I finally in frustration typed into Google the immortal words. Who was the baseball player wife from Say Yes to the Dress? Which, obviously, not specific enough. But it one of the hits I got was this very weird and very creepy website <laughs> that was... And I forget the name of it, but it was essentially a forum entirely dedicated to discussing the wives and girlfriends of professional athletes. Which is, like, really disturbing anyway... Um, and I like, anyway, that's not, again, that's not the main focus, but I'm just like, I go to this forum hoping that I'm getting this information and I scroll down, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I see a post at the bottom and, uh, I couldn't find the original for this show, unfortunately, but I found, uh, I found a different version of it on a different site. So I'm just going to read this to you. And uh, you make up your own mind. Okay. Uh, My name is Helen. I saw different comments of people on this blog, with two Gs, 
That's why I want to use this great opportunity to testify, capitalized, how the great, capitalized, profit saved my marriage. I'm from California. I want to use this opportunity to thank the great prophet Ejeja the Great, who really made my life a pleasurable one today. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Ejeja is spelled I-J-E-J-A. I have no idea where this name came from. I have spent a lot of time on Google trying to figure this out because I am just fascinated by this. Can't find it. I am glad because I am going to ruthlessly make fun of it today, and I am glad that it is not an icon of someone's religion. <laughs> um, this great man, Ijeja, randomly all caps, brought my husband back to me after six years of breakup in our marriage, and I already had three lovely kids for my husband before he left me for another lady because she charmed him in 2007. Some years ago, I and my husband had been into one quarrel and some misunderstandings. Life was so miserable for me until he finally left me for the other lady. That is all one sentence. For two years, I felt my life was over, and my kids thought they would never see their father again. I tried to be strong just for the kids, but could not control the pains that torments my heart. So she like switched from plural to singular in the same sentence. Uh, wow. My heart was filled with sorrows and pains because I was really in love with my husband. Every day and night I think of him and always wish he would come back to me until one day I met an old friend of mine that was also in a situation like this, but hers was her ex-boyfriend who she had an unwanted pregnancy for, and he refused to take responsibility and dumped her. She told me that mine was a small case and that I shouldn't worry about it at all. So I asked her what was the solutions to my problems, and she gave me this great man's phone number and his contact email address, <laughs> prophetijeja at yahoo.com. <laughs> I was doubting if this man was Yahoo. the solution, so I contacted this great man, and he told me what to do, and I did them all. He told me to wait for just two days, and that my husband will come crawling on his kneels just for forgiveness. Kneels? So I, so I faithfully did what this great man asked me to do, and for sure immediately after two days, I heard a knock on my door. In a great surprise, I saw him begging on his kneels, and I was speechless when kneels. he saw me. All he did was crying and asking me for forgiveness. From that day, all the pains and sorrows in my heart flew away. Since then, I and my husband and our lovely kids are happy family. That's why I want to say a big thank you to Ejeja the Great Prophet. This great man made me to understand that there's no problem on earth that has no solution. So please, if you know that you have this same problem, and now there is a bulleted or a numbered list here, he will help you to have promotion in anything you do, earn a good money, earn a good money, <laughs> success in business, spiritual problems, win court case, looking for a good man, looking for job, want to be in control of your marriage. There's some like kind of dark underpinnings to that one. Want to be attracted to people. You have be scammed and you need your money back. That's hella ironic. <laughs> you have be working without promotion. <laughs> be working? If you have any symptoms of sickness that is uncured. If you have pregnancy problems with babies. Oh. 
Oh, pregnancy my. problems with. I guess that's redundant. I guess that could be like a complication of an existing pregnancy. If you have problem about your womb, you ha- you want have or bear children. <laughs> that's the end of the list. But then also randomly in parentheses at the bottom, if you have brain tumor or mental problem, <laughs> this is the time for you to contact tumor? him. You can email or any problem that is similar. I will advise you to come straight to this great man. You can email ProfitIjeja at yahoo.com. Thanks. Dot, dot. Dot, dot. <laughs> this is totally different in my mind from, say, a person, like a bot, commenting on an article and being like, Hey, free news here. And then an obvious, like, virus link at the bottom. <laughs> this is, like, something that someone really spent a lot of time preparing and writing and composing. And there's so many just wonderful hidden details of this. So it's hard to convey reading it aloud, but there is, like, very weird and inconsistent use of punctuation and line breaks in here. So, like, at the beginning when she says, I'm from California, there's just randomly a paragraph break in the middle of that sentence for some reason. And, uh... What was it? Make a money? Yeah, make a money. (laughs) There's randomly spaces missing at times. That make a money got me. More line breaks in the middle of sentences. Uh, She refers to him as this great man every time he comes up. Such a great man. This great man. And she doesn't describe what he asked her to do, which I'm assuming probably has something to do with uh, perhaps giving him your bank account and routing number or... uh, Possibly uh, performing some sort of uh, sexual act. Uh, Ooh. I, I imagine not that, but uh, but uh, just just all of this. The fact that some person sat and like wrote this and went around the internet like posting it places, or at least had a bot that was trained to look for specific keywords. And so I've been like trying and trying and trying to find more info on this. And I found other places it's been posted on the internet. It was posted as a comment on a weird book on Epic Reads, Top 10 Clues You Are Clueless, which is also very ironic, I think. Um, uh, Posted very sadly on the website PrayCentral.com, which is, I think, a website where people are actually requesting actual prayers in the real world. So kind of gross and disgusting that it was posted there. Um, And uh, on a, uh, on family law blog at blogspot, uh, blogs, or I'm sorry, Austin Kemp family law at blogspot.com. Oh gosh. Blogspot. (laughs) The post, a comment on the post, a broken heart will heal on a Donna Saker.blogspot.com. Sorry, Donna, if I just uh, outed your, uh, your blog from five years ago, but, uh, What's interesting, too, is that the other places it was posted, it was posted with, like, very minor alterations. So, like, one I found, they basically just gender-swapped all the characters. So it's Christopher from California who misses his wife. Um, (laughs) But it's otherwise, it's exactly the same. So I'm supposed to believe that there is a person... There's a there is a male version of Helen somewhere in the world who writes the exact same way that she does with the same weird inconsistent use of grammar punctuation and word choice, um, and 
is just, you know, had the exact same situation that was also solved by the great prophet. Oh my god. I remember years ago, and I, I tried to find it for this show, but I couldn't. I think I deleted it years ago, but I used to get every now and then a weird spam email to my Yahoo account, irony, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. what, that said it was from Facebook, and it was... Well, Facebook was bad about that. It claimed to be a message from an Adriana who, and I swear to you, this thing was probably 15 paragraphs long. It was a long, long, incredibly detailed story. Did you read it? Uh, yeah, I, I at one point sat down and read the whole thing. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, basically, it's this girl reaching out to you, and she says that uh, she used to have a huge crush on you, but you were, you were dating someone at the time, and so she didn't want to say anything, asking if you remember her. And, uh, and she's like, well, good news. Uh, we're, we're, we're all single now, and I just moved right near you. And uh, oh, that's she, like, goes on this long, this whole long thing about how she's super horny all the time and <laughs> really, likes to, really likes to hang out with guys just like you. And it's just like, but it's like paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of this that it's so, like, thoroughly detailed and uh, just... It's the sort of thing where it's like almost too detailed for like a real person to fall for. Um, and then at the end, it, it literally is just a lead in to a link to her naughty video website or whatever. And I'm sure it's not not even that. It's probably just a virus or something. But but yeah, it's it's literally 15 paragraphs of writing that a real person wrote at some point in the world uh, for for the purpose of perpetuating the scam. And uh, I just. I find that just utterly fascinating because, like, the amount of effort that went into that for, I assume, very little payoff is uh, just truly remarkable. Um, you know, reach out to us. I would say this. If you, uh, if you have other great scam emails that would be very funny to read on the air, uh, possibly with both of us doing character voices, uh, email us. Oh. Email us at uh, dvdcastpod at gmail.com. dvdcastpod at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Uh, do, do reach out to us. Um, we'll, I'll probably dub something over afterwards with our social media and stuff like that. Yeah. And we know, um, you, you know you, we know that you like this. You like, like the show. I mean, if you sat through all this, yeah, you, you, you got some kind of, you found some kind of appeal to this show. I was gonna so, say, so yeah. please follow us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some link. Like we're gonna put some links on there of like, you know, like hey, link of maybe like our like YouTube, Twitch, um, email, um, so like SoundCloud, whatever, whatever, like uh, social media, whatever media, um, uh, was it media outlet we can use? We'll, we'll do that. So. I was going to say, yeah. good God, if our two listeners are still with us after all that, then uh, I am not entirely sure why. Yo. So, you know, uh, I guess thanks. And maybe someday we'll go live. You never know. So you won't So you won't hear that You actually will hear certain some real, words. <laughs> some real naughty words. Yeah. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. Bzz, bzz. Bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs>
So, what I would say is, uh, I hate all of you. Please never listen to my show again. You're disgusting and terrible, and I am recording this because I don't want to hang out with you. Whoa, whoa, hold on now, man. You're going to alienate everybody <laughs> from our show, man? He's just trolling you guys. What he means is, he loves you, I love you, we love you. Just continue to follow our show and uh, sit tight for the next one. So, um, we're going to be signing out here. So, I'm your boy, D with two E's. I'm uh, Dan with an A-N or something, or I don't know. Uh, we, we love all of you. In the words of Lane Staley, I wish I could just hug you all, but I'm not going to. The end. Peace. Let's restart that part in a second. I just want to make sure I know what's going on out here. It's probably, oh, it's the cat. Whew, it was just a cat. Cat's being a wiener. <laughs> just a cat. Anyway.